2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 11, and I'm going to read these, and as you go through here, you will, uh, you will find things that will help you fill in those questions, reviews, at the end of this particular lesson. And beside this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Notice, add to your faith. Faith is the first thing that everybody gets. And then God expects us to take that faith and add something to it. The first thing that we add to is virtue. And then to virtue, knowledge. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Not unto man, but unto God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And unto knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. Yeah, I'm still working on that one. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm a sister Darlene, if she would hear, she'd say amen. Hallelujah. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Now, notice something interesting about these things. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things... Here's the key to never falling. Here's the key to never losing out with God. Right here. If you do these things, if you add these things as you grow in God one at a time, get one covered and start working on the next one. Go, I mean, don't try to get it all at one time because these things are not easy to do. To, uh, that If you're a human being like I'm a human being, uh, you know, we have problems with these things. But he said, if you do these things, you shall never fall. That's a promise in God's Word. If you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Brother Paul, he means what he means right there when he says, an entrance shall be ministered unto you. God says, I'm going to open you a door that you can walk right on into heaven. Hallelujah. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm give you an entrance. Hallelujah. Now, now uh, he probably don't have this up on the screen, but I'm going to read that same passage of Scripture in another translation, the God's Word translation. Now, you do have it on your handout. And I want to use this one because... Uh, I've got those seven things highlighted in dark blue because uh, I want you to know what these mean. I want you to understand uh, for sure. Because of this, we make every effort to add integrity to your faith. What's virtue mean? It means integrity. Integrity. Add integrity to your faith. 
and to integrity add knowledge. And no change there. I mean, that's, that's, that's self-evident, knowledge. We supposed, we're supposed to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you grow in knowledge? How do you grow in knowledge? Studying the Word. If you don't ever study the Word, it's sad, but a lot of people in a lot of churches, the only word they ever get is what they hear from the minister. And they don't study on them on, on their own self. To knowledge add self-control. That's what temperance means. That word temperance, it's, it means self-control. This is something that you've got to grow into. This is another step of maturity. To self-control add endurance. Wow. Endurance. There's another place in the Bible that says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. And I'm going to tell you something. In this day and age, Sister, uh, uh, Sister Edna, we're going to have to do some enduring. We're going to have to go through some stuff. We're going to have to go through some stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. And then add to your endurance uh, godliness. And to a godliness add Christian affection. That's what brotherly love means. Brotherly love. Christian affection. And a Christian affection add love. That's what charity means. Charity don't mean putting a couple dollars in, in, in a tin can of the guy standing on the side of the street. Charity means love. If you have these qualities and they are increasing, it demonstrates that your knowledge about our Lord Jesus Christ is living and productive. If these qualities aren't represented in your life, you're short-sighted. You know, he said in the King James, you can't see afar off. You're short-sighted and have forgotten that you were cleansed from your past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, use more effort to make God's call and choosing of you secure. If you keep doing this, you will never fall away. Then you will also be given the, uh, the wealth of entering into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's, that's what we add to our faith. That's, these things are things we have to work on. So when we, um, you know, go through repentance and baptism, that's not, that's not the end. That's only the beginning. As we grow on into maturity, amen, uh, 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 in the Lord, hallelujah. And uh, we add to that faith, amen. just a few minutes in, in lesson two, which I gave you tonight, starting on page six, growing up into one body. Growing up into one body. Now just follow with me. Many people fail to realize that a major part of our maturing in Christ is the process of uniting with others of like precious faith to become one body in Christ. The church will not function properly if there are divisions 
sects, and factions, with each having their own agendas and ideas, which focuses on a few and not the whole. Now that's that's a powerful statement right there if you haven't considered it. The body of Christ is made up with people from all walks of life and every nation under the heavens. Black, white, yellow, red, brown. Everyone comes from different life experiences in life and various levels of education and understanding. Now, it's not easy to blend all that together into one body. The only way it can happen is through the Holy Spirit, which dwells in all and becomes the bonding factor that helps us to adhere to one another by the love of God. So, some of these other things I've already covered, people understand about those steps in the process. But also in the process of growing in, in, in maturity, we got to learn how to get along with one another. We got to learn how to become one body. We can't have no divisions. If we got divisions in different sects uh, and factions within the body and everybody d doing their own thing and having their own agenda, amen, uh, then the church is not going to function properly. The spirit's not going to move like it should move. Uh, people won't be able to be healed, delivered. Uh, there's got to be unity in the body of Christ. Uh, and like I said, the church is made up of people from all walks of life. Uh, and people are different. You know, and I mean, I'm glad God didn't make everybody alike. Man, it, It'd be born for sure. Of course, unless like it, unless God made everybody like me, and it'd be a perfect world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, even even twins. There's there's a difference in twins. Uh, I've heard uh, I've heard the Denton brothers talk about Ronald Donald Denton. Uh, uh, years ago, you know, they traveled around and they sung together, you know, and they, they did a good job. I, somebody's posted some stuff about their, some of their singing on, on YouTube. I've s seen some of it here lately. Uh, it uh, takes me back. I, I found that and started playing some of that stuff, and, man, it take, takes me back. But I've heard them talk about, you know, um, one of them, they don't, they don't like nothing but chocolate ice cream. The other one don't like like nothing but vanilla ice cream. They're twins, but uh, you know they, they talk about how that they are they are different. And the body of Christ is made up with people that are different, and um, we have to learn and grow how to blend everything in together uh, to make one body. And the only way we can do that is through the whole. That's, that's another reason why God gives you the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, some people just focus on the shout and on the speaking in tongues. But somebody being filled with the Holy Ghost is far more than just talking in tongues. I've seen some devils talk in tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. That's not the only thing that you focus on. 
One reason why he gives us the Holy Ghost is to help us to unite with one another, become one body, one church. Hallelujah. And the only way we can do that is by the Holy Ghost because it's the Holy Ghost that sheds the love of God in our heart. So you've got to have God's love in your heart to be able to connect with one another. If you don't love one another, you're never going to connect. Look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Amen. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That's it right there. That's what helps us to tear down the walls that separate us. None of this comes instantaneously, but rather we learn to develop the right spirit and attitude as we mature in Christ, we will yield to the working of God as he builds us together one step at a time, just like going back to the different steps, adding to your faith. God builds us as one Church, one body, one temple. God builds us together one step at a time so we all together become one temple for His Spirit to dwell. That's the purpose. So His Spirit will dwell. We're not talking about the Spirit just dwelling in me as an individual, but I'm talking about God builds the church to become one temple that His Spirit can be in that church. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, and it don't come instantaneously. Amen. Uh, it, take, it takes some time. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 and 22 in the New King James. New, uh, uh, re redo that up there in the New King James Version, if you would, uh, Randall. Ephesians chapter 2, 19 and 20. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being joined together, notice that word, that phrase there, being joined together, grows into a holy temple of the Lord. He's talking about all of us together. God's working on that. It's part of our maturity. In whom you also are being built together. Notice that, a present tense situation. Are being built together. God's trying to work on us all. Not just me, not just you, but all of us together so we can unite and be together. That's how we get the power moving in the house of God. We are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. That's the purpose of us being built together. You'll see that question somewhere. For a dwelling place of God. God wants to dwell in our midst. What did he say? What did he say where two or three are gathered together? What happened? That's it. It all, see, this all comes together. Where as many as two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I 
in the midst. But the key word is together. Together, that's the key word. Amen. So that is so important. Uh, I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to take it no further tonight for our time. I want to open up the floor for some comments and some feedback, response, or questions. If any